Hey guys, and welcome back to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach on a mission to empower women to detox their bodies for better health. If you haven't checked it out already, in episode one, I went into my story and why I'm so passionate about detoxing. I've seen such amazing results from transitioning to a detox lifestyle, including weight loss, better energy, no brain fog, and something that I actually forgot to mention in the last episode was the difference in my hair and my nails. My hair, so I mean, now they're just so much stronger and thicker, they grow faster, and for a while my hair was like really thin and weird. (laughs) I was very upset about it, Um, but it is just such a world of difference. Trisha, my hairdresser, every time I go, was like, wow, I really, really can't even believe like what a change. So definitely another big win in terms of a detox lifestyle. Um, So basically what I wanted to talk about today is get a little bit deeper into why toxins are so concerning, the negative impacts that they have on our health, and then we're going to get into my top tips for detoxing. So let's get it started with why toxins are so concerning. So I did mention this last week that they were blocking my cells from absorbing nutrients, which were making me nutrient deficient. Obviously a big issue. Um, Another issue is they create endocrine disruption, which means that they disrupt our endocrine system, which is responsible for our hormonal function. So toxins can disrupt those hormonal functions, which can impact everything because our hormones really impact everything from our weight to our mental health and our fertility. So really important from a hormone health perspective. Oxidative stress is another thing that they can cause, which is essentially like an internal rusting in our bodies. And basically what that ends up leading to is premature aging, low energy levels, and chronic disease. So definitely something that I was feeling. I think that was the impact that I was feeling in my hair. It was like hair aging, and I was definitely feeling the low energy levels for sure. Um, They can also trigger inflammation in the body and impair our immune function. So basically what inflammation in our body is, is when there is kind of an intruder in our body, which in this case would be a toxin, our body creates an inflammation and an immune response to fight off that intruder. And the issue is that these are things that we want to happen in our body. It's a good thing inflammation fights off things that shouldn't be there in an acute situation. But in a chronic situation where things are constantly happening and our body is constantly in this inflammatory response, that's when we start to have these really negative impacts. So for example, really all chronic diseases are a result of inflammation. Also, it could just be some symptoms that are unpleasant, like maybe bloating or skin rashes or things like that are really all versions of inflammation. Um, And also it can lead to allergies and autoimmune diseases. And then of course, when we talk about impairing our immune function, you know, obviously we all have on our minds, we want to boost our immunity. And this is something that definitely has a negative impact. They can also impact neurological function, so our brains, (laughs) definitely something that's very important and it's especially concerning for children as their brain is still developing. And then of course, some toxins are even linked to cancer. So I know this sounds all like so crazy and scary and I'm sure you're all thinking, how is it legal that all of these things are so prevalent in our society? And really it's due to the mantra of the dose makes the poison. So the belief is that there's not really enough of any of these toxins within the products and foods and all of that that we're consuming to actually create these issues that I've previously stated, which of course there's plenty of evidence to support that people are experiencing those issues. And the reason for that is probably because 
toxins are coming at us from all angles. So if there's any one dose in any individual product is deemed safe, when you think about the myriad of products that we use in any given day over the span of years, especially again in developmental stages, it, it's hard to measure. So when we talk about how many toxins we may be consuming in any given day, as I mentioned, it's impossible to understand their full impact. So starting again with the air that we breathe, obviously there's air pollution worse in some parts of the world than others, but even in the dirtiest of cities, indoor pollution's up to 10 times worse than outdoor. And that's as a result of VOCs or volatile organic compounds. And they can be released by all different things within your home. So a big culprit will be furniture. So flame retardants that are sprayed on mattresses or on couches, varnishes that are on like wooden furniture that you may have, candles, cleaning products. I mean, the list goes on. Then of course there are pesticides in our food supply, heavy metals in our water. Not to mention that the average woman uses 12 to 15 beauty products with 168 ingredients in them in any given day. And there are 80,000 chemicals on the U.S. market that have never been tested for human safety. The U.S. FDA has only banned 10 ingredients ever, whereas the EU's banned 1,400 and Canada 500 due to their potential harmful side effects, including all the things that we mentioned previously, like hormone disruption, allergies, and cancer. So that obviously doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence in what the U.S. FDA is doing if all these other countries are banning so many more ingredients than the U.S. is. So with that being said, over time, toxins can have a really serious impact that affects our overall health and can lead to other diseases and issues. So even if you're not experiencing the symptoms that I have said that I was experiencing, like the brain fog or the low energy and all that stuff, it's likely that there could still be something down the road based on any kind of prolonged exposure to all of these various things. So I definitely think it's important, even if you're not feeling these symptoms, to be aware of all of these things that we're gonna be talking about and to try and kind of like nip it in the bud before you even feel any of the negative impacts. So now that I've probably scared you, here are some solutions. So basically detoxification is a two-step process. First, you're gonna limit your toxin exposure as much as possible. And as we just discussed, toxins are everywhere, so we do the best we can. The second part is to promote your, promote your body's natural detoxification systems. So our body is detoxing naturally at all times. Our five detox organs are skin, lung, liver, gut, and kidneys. And they're working hard to process not only the environmental toxins that we consume, but the natural toxic waste of certain biological processes in our bodies. So they have a lot of work to do and we need to support them as best we can. So I'll be sharing my top tips for both limiting toxin exposure and promoting natural detox in this episode, but there are many more. So if you're interested in diving deeper into detoxing, I'll be sharing details about my Balanced Babe Detox program that just opened for enrollment at the end of the show. So first up is limiting our toxin exposure. So number one is reading ingredient labels. Really being diligent about checking the ingredients on all products and foods is extremely important. Like really anything, the first step is awareness. For a long time, I was definitely reading labels on food products, but it was to check to see like calories and carbs and fat. And that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what we should be focusing on. When you're looking at food labels, you want to be looking at the actual ingredients, like what is actually in them. 
it's alarming how many ingredients can be in any given food and how many of them are just purely chemicalized to make those foods addictive so you can't stop eating them or cheaper to bring money to the product producer's bottom line. And when you join any of my programs, you'll get access to my toxic ingredients list of things to always try to avoid. I'm also going to offer this list to anyone who rates and reviews this podcast. So when you rate and review, just send me a screenshot and your email address and I'll send you out that link. It's a great thing to just reference because, I mean, there are just so many different ingredients and, I mean, some things that look scary maybe necessarily aren't. <laughs> it's, it's very confusing to read ingredient labels these days. So this is a really helpful tool. But just to name a few today, um, one of the big ones is extremely processed oils. So those would show up on an ingredient label as canola or soybean or corn or vegetable oils. You wanna always look out for these and they're in so many packaged and frozen foods. It's insane, even ones that are marketed as being healthy. Um, they're also anything with a color and a number like red 40 or blue one, you always want to avoid those. They're toxic chemical dyes and they've been linked to hyperactivity in children, which then, you know, God only knows what else they're linked to. And again, why do you need a, a toxic chemical food dye in your food? You don't. You also want to check out how much sugar products contain because it's insane how much sugar is in packaged foods. The average American is consuming 77 grams of added sugar a day that's three times more than the daily recommended amount, and with children, it's even worse. Sugar's hiding in foods that aren't even sweet, like tomato sauce or dressings. I mean, my boyfriend <laughs> was buying this pad thai from Trader Joe's, pad thai, and it had 26 grams of sugar in it. Pad thai is not even something that I would think of as being a sweet food. So it, literally, it could be anything, and you definitely always want to be looking at those ingredient labels. And a general rule of thumb is normally trying to look for things that are five grams or less a serving. Sugar is extremely toxic in our bodies and it puts our, us on a blood sugar roller coaster, which messes with really everything, our energy levels, our hormones, it causes inflammation, it turns on fat storage. I mean, sugar just has such negative impacts on our body. And I mean, there are just so many reasons to try to avoid it as much as you possibly can. And Finally, you also don't want to trust marketing callouts when you're looking at different food products because they're often misleading. So that's why it's really important to also look at the ingredients. And this isn't just important for food products. This is important for all products. So personal care, you know, for example, all different kinds of things will say that they're clean, that they're green, this, that, and the other thing. And then you'll turn them around and there's a paraben there. Um, another thing that's really important is when you're looking at your skincare to look for certain toxic ingredients. So like parabens and phthalates are big ones. And the issue with these is that they could be hiding within the term of fragrance, which is essentially a proprietary catch-all where companies can hide toxic chemicals without disclosing them. So that's when it's also important to go and look up more information about all of these different chemicals, which is what we're going to get to in the next point. But Ingredient labels aren't just important on food, they are important on everything, which again, for me, something I really never thought about. Like I was using deodorant with aluminum in it. I never looked to see if there was call outs on my beauty products to say that they were clean. And it's, it's crazy how much information is not out there about this stuff. So that's why I'm so passionate about sharing it with you guys.
So number two tip is do your research. So as I said, many ingredients on products these days aren't part of our vocabulary. So if you don't know what an ingredient is, look it up. Now, I mean, the internet is a confusing place and there's a lot of contradictory information. So I'm going to tell you guys some of the sources that I really trust. And I will also link these in the show notes. The Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, is a great resource. It's an American activist group that specializes in research and advocacy in areas of agriculture, toxic chemicals, water pollutants, etc. It's a nonprofit organization. Generally, I find that nonprofits are better sources of information because they don't have a vested interest in making money on the information that they're sharing. So that is just another tip of mine. Um, they on EWG have a page that's called Skin Deep, where you can search ingredients in beauty products and different brands and sp specific products themselves. Um, and they give you their safety rating and they go into detail with it. So it's really good to just kind of pop things in there and see what kind of feedback they give. Although my new favorite app is called Think Dirty. This I would actually recommend number one. It's super easy. Um, it's called Think Dirty. You can get it in the app store and you can scan barcodes, you can search things, and they clearly define the rating systems, which are based on data provided by nonprofits and government agencies and evaluations are performed by a chemistry team and advisory board. They do extensive research, so really trusted source, and they give lots of really great information. So I definitely recommend checking them out. The Food Babe is my favorite source for food things. So foodbabe.com, um, I go to her for all things related to food ingredients and she's a food activist and she has literally taken on companies like Starbucks and Subway and basically asked them to be more transparent about their ingredients and also to clean them up. Her articles are backed by multiple reputable sources and again, I'll be linking up to all of this in the show notes. I know I'm throwing a lot of information for you right now. Another thing outside of just kind of Googling things is actually going to the website of the specific products that you're interested in. So it's pretty easy to tell when you're on a website how true the marketing callouts are. I'm a big fan of going to the FAQs. Typically, if they're really transparent and clean, they will go into all the specific things. Does it contain phthalates? Does it contain parabens? Do we use natural ingredients? Why, I mean, there's just all kinds of questions that basically, even if you are not like me, obviously, where you kind of know what all your questions are, you can really get the sense of if it feels transparent and it feels legit, as opposed to just being some kind of like clean beauty call out and then there's nothing in the FAQs that actually addresses it. So that's another great way to get some information. So then number three for limiting our toxin exposure is to choose organic. So the U.S. uses about 1.2 billion pounds of pesticides annually. It's a lot. And it's ideal to buy all organic, of course, but it's not always affordable or available. But there are certain foods that are more important to buy organic. First of all is animal products. I'm vegan and I've been vegetarian for years because even organic meat is toxic. So I do recommend cutting back on animal products. But this is an area where it's really, really important to buy organic. Factory farmed animals are kept in extremely unsanitary conditions. They're injected with antibiotics to keep them from getting ill from those conditions. They're also injected with synthetic growth hormones and fed GMO corn feed. I mean, at best, 
they could be fed much worse. When you're consuming that animal, you're consuming those things too. And not to mention the environmental toxins that that animal itself is absorbing just as we do. So when you think about how there was all those toxins in my body, same thing, a cow is gonna have all those toxins as well. But at least when you choose organic animal products, they come from animals who are fed organic foods, they get time outside in pasture, they're not injected with antibiotics or growth hormones. So that is definitely a really important change to make if you're not already choosing organic in the animal product area. And this also applies to fish and cheese and all of that stuff. Next up is produce. Um, the Environmental Working Group puts out a list called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15 each year. And this rating is based on the levels of pesticide residue that are found on conventional produce and in the sense of how we would eat it. So for example, the residue that's on a peeled banana, because that's obviously what we're actually, actually consuming. We're not eating the peel. The Dirty Dozen contains the most pesticides and is therefore the most important to buy organic and the Clean 15 contains the least. Again, I'll link up to all of this stuff in the show notes. Um, finally, just to mention some other products that I recommend buying organic whenever possible are oats, chickpeas, rice, wheat, nuts, coffee, soybeans, corn, sugar beets, alfalfa, and all derivatives of. And I mean, organic and GMOs and that whole thing is a huge, huge topic to get into. There will be a whole nother episode on that stuff, but this is just for you guys to know that obviously choosing it as much as you possibly can. Definitely animal products, definitely the dirty dozen and oats, chickpeas, rice, wheat, nuts, coffee, soybeans, corn, sugar beets, alfalfa. And then finally, number four is to reduce plastics. So this is a really hard one. Once you open your eyes to it, it's really alarming how many plastics are in our lives. And I mean, don't get me wrong, they've transformed the way we live in so many positive ways. But they're so prevalent in our lives that we literally swallow a credit card amount of microplastics in one week, which is disgusting. <laughs> in the US, 94% of tap water includes microplastics. So how does that happen? Basically, plastic water bottles can only be recycled nine times, and then they end up in a landfill and small pieces because they've been, again, recycled so many times, and that ends up in our water supply. And not only do plastics contain toxic chemicals that are entering our bodies through our water supply, but many foods we eat and products that we use come in plastic containers. And the chemicals from the plastics can leach into the food and the beverages in them, especially when they're heated. Never, never heat things in plastic. It absolutely kills me when you see pre-cut groceries, like pre-cut veggies in a plastic bag, and it's like, you can heat them in the bag. Never, never do that. Heat is basically makes even more of those chemicals leach into your food. Plastic and heat do not mix. You want to use glass food containers for storing and especially for heating. Also, try to minimize the use of water bottles as much as you can. Opt for a stainless steel water bottle when you're on the go. Again, I know this is a really hard one and I can't say that I'm perfect either, but awareness is an important thing and any step in the right direction counts. Okay, so now we talked about four ways to limit our toxin exposure, and we are now going to get into how to promote our body's natural detoxification systems. What this is really about is keeping our detox organs as healthy as possible so they can function optimally. And the healthier that we are overall, the more easily our body can detox. So number one, 
is like the simplest tip ever and it almost feels silly to say out loud but 70% of Americans are dehydrated so it is important to say out loud stay hydrated water is vital for detoxing the body as it channels toxic waste to the kidneys to be excreted and essentially it's just flushing toxins through our body you should be drinking at least half your body weight in ounces and more if you're active sweating or if you're drinking alcohol which has a dehydrating effect on the body my top tip that I tell everyone is to start every morning with hot water with lemon. Ideally, then you wanna follow that by another two cups of water because when we wake up in the morning, we're extremely dehydrated and our body uses up a lot of water in the rejuvenating process of sleep. So it's important that you drink water first thing. Before your coffee, before your smoothie, water first thing. And the hot water with lemon also kickstarts your digestion first thing on that empty stomach. It helps to detoxify your body. That dose of vitamin C helps with immune health. And if nothing else, starting out having that hot water with lemon every morning, you'll definitely start to see a difference. You'll feel lighter and less bloated. It keeps you a little bit more regular with going to the bathroom. And then you really need to be making sure that you're drinking throughout the day. Ideally, about a half hour away from meals. This just keeps your digestion working optimally. But whatever works for you to get in those roughly eight cups for most people, get it in. It's super, super important. Sorry for my <laughs> New York City apartment with the loud pipes thumping because the heat comes on. Um, so number two is choosing fiber-rich foods. So fiber molecules act as nets that trap toxins in the gut to prevent them from being absorbed into the body, and then it helps move them through the body to be eliminated. So a big part of clearing toxins from your body and really an overall indicator of health is going to the bathroom at least once a day. I know it's not a sexy topic, but it's extremely important. And when you aren't going often enough, those toxins are trapped in your system and they're being absorbed into your cells, which can result into some really uncomfortable symptoms, much like the ones that I was experiencing, like brain fog and low energy, and then of course, definitely bloating. So where do we get fiber? Fiber is in plant foods. It's only found in plant foods, which is vegetables, fruits, complex carbs, nuts, and seeds. And if the majority of your diet is coming from these plant foods, you'll be getting the necessary amount of fiber in any given day, and you'll realize the benefits of detox. And in the beginning, if you're not eating this way, you might really notice that it's kind of crazy how much you're going to the bathroom as your body is adjusting. But I mean, you really want to be going like, I mean, anywhere from like one to four times a day. Going is a good thing. <laughs> the other thing about fiber is that it keeps us full. If you've ever noticed that processed foods like I don't know, Doritos and Oreos, they keep you coming back for more and they don't keep you full. And first of all, that's because they're literally chemically engineered to make them so addictive that you feel like you can't stop. But it's also because they lack fiber. So they don't actually fill you up or make you feel satisfied. Whereas if you eat that same amount or the same weight of like apples or broccoli, you're going to feel a lot more full because of the fiber that they contain. Now, the third tip for promoting detox systems is to move every day. And this is especially important now when many of us are trapped at home in the winter months and it feels like it's hard to get moving, but it really doesn't have to be anything crazy. Exercise increases the blood and lymph circulation and an intake of oxygen into your cells, which naturally enhances the body's detoxification process. And this doesn't have to be strenuous or any major time commitment at all. 
I mean, it could be a 10-minute walk, a 30-minute walk, 10-minute Pilates flow or yoga. Something that's really quick that you can do that helps is to literally like stand on your tiptoes and like bounce for like a minute or two. And that kind of just gets like all the juices flowing in your body. It literally takes two minutes and that will help to have your body start detoxing. So really, really simple. Um, and also it helps with your like mental and emotional health. It's, I mean, I know we've all struggled with quarantine and being stuck at home, especially in the winter months. It's really hard, but you know, it does get the endorphins going to move a little bit and it doesn't have to take up a ton of time. So really important. And then number four is to get enough sleep. Many health professionals say that good sleep is the single most important predictor of longevity and overall health. And it's the first thing that we neglect. When we sleep, our bodies have a chance to rest and recharge so they can properly work to detox our body throughout the day. Our brain in particular needs sleep to remove toxic waste byproducts accumulated throughout the day. So super important. The average person needs about seven to nine hours of sleep per, per night. Obviously, it totally depends on the person. But again, so much of us forego sleep because we think it's like the least important thing and work or even working out and all of those things are more important. But making sure that you prioritize your sleep is really important. And I know some of you might be saying, well, I can't fall asleep. Like I, I try to prioritize sleep, but I can't make it work for me. And there are all different things that could be impacting your sleep, some of which include poor diet or exposure to blue light before bed. I mean, and all of these health factors work together. So you might find that if you're cleaning up your diet, you're getting in a little movement every day, you're drinking more water, all of these things end up benefiting our sleep as well and vice versa. When you have a good night's sleep, then you're more likely to eat healthy and to drink your water and to move. So it's, it's like once one thing kind of starts working positively, you'll find that it all starts to work together. So that is basically the gist of it. So to recap, my top tips are to limit your toxin exposure, are to read ingredient labels to look for toxic ingredients and added sugars, do your research, choose organic, and reduce plastics, and to promote your body's natural detox, you want to stay hydrated, eat fiber-rich foods, move every day, and get enough sleep. So I know you've heard me talk a lot in the first episode and if you follow me on Instagram and I've talked about my new program, the Balanced Babe Detox program, how does this all relate to balance? Well, basically, we didn't get into everything that's toxic or everything that promotes detox today, but what you'll find is that when you add in foods and practices that promote detox, like drinking more water, eating plant foods, it starts to crowd out the toxic things like the processed foods. And some of your favorite things may be toxic, like for me, for example, wine, and for very long eyelash extensions, which COVID has forced me to quit. But, you know, we all have things that we love, love, and we know they're not the best for us. But my general rule of thumb is to live an 80-20 lifestyle. So if in general, 80% of what you're consuming is moving you towards detox and towards your health goals, and 20% won't. And that 20% is gonna be different for everyone. And as you learn more details about what foods and products are toxic and how to promote natural detox, you can fine tune your 80-20 balance so that it will not only be sustainable, but effective. So if you're ready to dive deeper into detox, my newest program, Balanced Babe Detox, is perfect for you. 
BBD is an eight-week program where we touch on all areas of detox from diet, beauty, home, mind, various different detoxification practices, really pretty much everything that I've learned in the last year and a half of going on this detox journey. The program will give you the knowledge you need to create the 80-20 lifestyle that's catered specifically to you. BBD is not one size fits all or all or nothing or striving for perfection or really anything that you think of in a classic diet plan. BBD is all about individuality, progress over perfection, and sustainable change that will make you feel great. So what does BBD include? It's, It's eight weeks long, so there's eight coaching calls on Zooms on Zoom. I also send out the replays after the fact if for some reason you can't make it that day. And I also provide content handouts so that you don't have to be like feverishly taking notes the whole time. There'll be 30 plus plant-based recipes. The majority of those are also gluten-free and soy-free. You'll get access to my toxic ingredients list, as I mentioned previously, of everything you want to make sure that you avoid. Also my detox grocery favorites list. So this is pre-approved grocery items with clean ingredients that I've taste tested and they're delicious. And two group Q&A sessions throughout the program. So BBD is $300, which is only $37.50 a week. So literally like the price of a boutique fitness class, totally worth it to see sustainable change in your life. I really can't recommend it enough. I wish I had all of these answers available to me a year and a half ago. So I'm so excited to share it with as many people as I can. And if you want to bring your friend to hold you accountable, if you buy two together, then it's $500 and $250 a person. So for more information on the program, you can check out my website, which I'll link up to in the show notes. And of course, you can always feel free to reach out to me on social media or directly my email address, which I will also link out in the show notes. So I hope you guys found all of this information valuable and we'll start implementing these top eight tips ASAP. Please reach out if you have any questions for topics, any requests for topics or questions you'd like me to cover. And please share any wins with me. I'd love to hear when you guys are seeing positive results. That's all for now. See you on the next one.